Hey, welcome to Codependent and Shit, Conscious Dating and Relating from a Former Crazy Girl. I'm alive. Guys, lately I haven't felt like a former crazy girl. I've started to feel like a, a current day crazy girl again. Um, and I'll get into that on this episode. Because I I regressed just like anyone does. Okay, this is all part of the process. You're not going to overnight just not be codependent have codependent tendencies they don't just go away because you start working on it especially once you get caught up in life it comes you're gonna see it again and i'm i'm proof of that because i totally went down back to like i square one i'm what felt like square one but it's never square one because you have awareness anyways let's get to the point of this whole thing I just wanted to record something. This is like the first day I feel like up for it in months. And so I'm just going to catch you guys up real quick a little bit and explain why I've been so MIA with recording for months. And that is because, well, February, two of my friends died within a week. So one was my tattoo artist and it was just out of nowhere. This is like a new friend I made during COVID. Coolest dude was hooking me up with tattoos, and I had an appointment with him a few days scheduled after he passed away. So that was just like, what? I just talked to him. Kind of just so surreal how someone's here one day and gone the next. And then literally a day, a week later to the day, one of my lifelong buddies um, overdosed on heroin, and he struggled for a long time, so I kind of always just knew this day was going to come. He was kind of like my last friend that I had to worry about. And I mean, if you're like me, you you might not feel like you connect with people really strongly so easily. So he was one of those people like was just, you know, one of my best friends forever. And I used to tell him that you're always going to be one of my best friends because he just he understood me. And he introduced me to my son's dad like he was just a big part of my life. So that fucked me up. It broke my heart. I always knew the day was going to come, but still, man, it messed me up. And I definitely self-medicated a lot the last few months, more than I should have been. And even though my friend overdosed, that didn't make me want to be sober or stay away from substances. I'm not going to lie. I totally have just been doing whatever and there's there's stupid reasons for that, but I'll talk about that in a minute. Because um, obviously I'm going to give you guys the lowdown on my personal life. Because I'm very open on here and I don't want to filter myself. Because that's the whole point. But the topic of this episode is... I, I mean, I couldn't even figure out what I should record about. I didn't want to just make an episode of me ranting about what I've been doing. And my own struggles with dating. But <clears throat> I saw something last night that is so relevant... And it's so relevant, probably to so many people. And it's it's a mis- it's a slip up. This is the slip up: is mistaking chemistry for compatibility, or just getting feeling that chemistry with somebody you meet, and thinking, and just you don't even take compatibility in to factor. 
you're just so caught up in your feels that you feel a connection to someone, especially if you're someone like me, that you don't feel connection that often, like just true, comfortable, just flows. So you just get so caught up on, oh, I feel something though. I feel chemistry that you just, compatibility goes out the fucking window. You're like, what's compatibility? This is the quote I saw that I thought was so good. Um, And it was shared by Mark Groves. Um, His account is called Create the Love. He talks a lot about codependency and stuff on his his account. The same kind of content I talk about. But here's the quote. The quote isn't by him, but... Don't mistake chemistry for compatibility. Chemistry doesn't care if you share values about timing or red flags. Even if there's a body in the trunk, chemistry shrugs. It's only one body. I see potential here. Yo, this is me. I just got caught up in this. Like, I saw bodies, okay? I saw bodies in this person's trunk. And I was just like, you know what? I feel like... I'm having fun. I like him. There's chemistry. He's 24, you know, whatever. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Seriously, I'm just going to explain how this is so relative. I started for the first time in my life because I never date younger, okay? Ever. I never date younger. I'm 29 and I don't do younger guys. This has never been my thing. Especially because I'm more of like an older soul type person. So I met this younger guy 24 he's 23 actually when we met and I knew from the jump I was like this is never like what you know it'll never work there's no compatibility there's nothing but I felt like I liked him I felt the chemistry okay everything was there with that and I ignored the compatibility part and full-on just kept hanging out with him and hanging out with him, spending more time with him, spending too much time with him. I mean, he led it, but I followed, and I let him in my life closer than I have anyone in, I seriously think, like, 10 years. I didn't even, like, I was, I feel like it was more of a thing than even with my son's dad, even though we never had a label, I was so, like, feeling it for this dude because of the chemistry, but dude, the compatibility was not there like if you're older especially if you have kids I mean dating someone in their early 20s that has no kids is not compatible I'm sorry like unless they're seriously like a fucking unicorn type of person that's like willing to just settle right now or like and you know we're you're in two different places in life two two whole different places they still want to party they try It's not the same life as you if you're in your 30s and have a kid. And this is just what I want to talk about is how it's a dangerous situation if you don't take the consideration of compatibility. And compatibility has a lot to do with values. Values matter so much. You can have chemistry with a douchebag or some dumb girl that you know is just red flag city, but you could still feel chemistry. And you know, you know, the intimacy with toxic people is amazing. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But seriously, like, let's just say it. Sex with toxic people is always good. It's always like off the charts. There's something with them that is like, it's not fair. But those are all components that make you think like, oh, I have chemistry. Oh, I feel things below the belt that are just 
I've never felt before. And you start thinking like this, this is all that matters. But dude, nothing matters more than the compatibility. It has to be there. Both have to be there. You have to have the compatibility because you will start. I don't care how woke you are, how conscious you are of your traits and habits and codependency past. If you start hanging out with someone that's got a body in the trunk, few bodies in the trunk, the red flags, they're just, they don't line up with your values. They don't, it's just, it's something that doesn't line up with your lifestyle and you start hanging out with them, your feels and that chemistry can easily take over and then you will lose all common sense. And that is exactly what I did because I seriously regressed. I swear to God, I turned back into a person I haven't been, I feel like for a couple few years, like, um, hyper-focused as so much on this guy and just he I he pulled some shit on me that literally a 24 year old would pull he kind of like ghosted me recently and I went crazy like I'm low-key lost my mind for a few days because that rejection and abandonment wound got so activated like I don't even think it was about him but that's what fucking 24-year-olds do. They will just ghost you out of nowhere. Probably seeing someone else. Like, whatever. Like, besides the point, why it happened. I was so, like, engaged with this guy. And um, he just withdrew. And I lost my shit. And, I was, and it took me days to get, like, what are you doing, Ashley? What the fuck are we doing? Like... Are you sweating this kid that you knew, like, you have no future with? And it's because I just got in my che- that chemistry. I felt I got addicted to that attention, the validation. And I straight up, when it got taken from me, I went through, like, withdrawal. Like, love addiction status. Like, I couldn't function. And it wasn't even about him. It wasn't even about that I'm really in love with this guy. Like, I can have chemistry with way more people than I've like that's something I've realized as I've been healing and dating is that I have chemistry with more people than I give myself credit for but for some reason you when you really like someone you will really start to convince yourself like this is it this is I'm not going to meet someone that like I like more and like you will though and you know what you'll meet someone that you have chemistry with and is compatible for your life that's when it's right when both of those things are there because without one it never was gonna work And I feel like when we get ghosted, sometimes that like pain we feel is just literally, it's about that activation of this wound in our subconscious, like about being abandoned, rejected, not being worthy. It's exactly what was getting activated within me. I was chain smoking. I was just losing it. And I was like, Ashley, what are we doing? And I'm back now. I got my head back on straight and I know I'm like, okay, we good, but... I was really beating myself up. So with that being said, I just want to say, if you catch yourself regressing and slipping back in old patterns, don't beat yourself up about it. Like, what's the point? It's literally part of the process. And don't listen to other people that say, you should know by now. Like, I was talking to one of my exes. I'm still really good friends with my ex from 10 years ago. And I was telling him all about this. And he was like, well, you know you know better, like, you, if you know you have this pattern, and you're aware of it, then why don't you stop, I'm like, oh yeah, it's like, really not that easy, because your subconscious is controlling this, you don't control it, it's hard, 
But I would say like the best thing you can do is when you start noticing that you're catching the feels, the chemistry is building, but the compatibility component is not there, you do yourself a favor and withdraw. At least like keep it at arms, like, you know, a little bit away. You don't have to cut them off completely. Just keep your options open. Just don't hyper-focus on that person because without the compatibility component, you are setting yourself up for heartbreak, failure, crash and burn, regressing back to um, being crazy. So don't do that. But um, I can, I have a success story I can share, I guess, about another person that tried to court me recently that had all the red flags. But it was very sneaky, okay? This guy is so hot, okay? So hot. I was like, he looks kind of like a life ruiner. Not as bad as life ruiner, like not too, not no like crazy tattoos, but you know, he's hot. So he wanted to take me out. All right, great. He's doing all the right things. This guy picked me up at home. Just disclosure, I let him pick me up at home because we grew up in the same town. We had a lot of mutual friends. It wasn't a complete stranger. Well, sort of. Anyways, picked me up at home. Brought me to this nice restaurant with this nice view, paid for everything, opens the door. They always do that. They always open the door like, oh, look what a gentleman I am. Open the door, was sweet, said all the right things. And then like towards the end of the day, it really turned into like, okay, this is the stuff I warn you guys about. He's like, I'm going to make you fall in love with me. He's saying things like acting like he wants to be my son's stepdad and how he wants a kid soon. And I'm just like, yo, this guy does not know me well enough to be saying things like this already. Like we went on one date and I was like, is he love bombing me? And then, you know, we kept talking. He wants to see me right away again the next weekend. He buys my son's shoes. He texts me one day, what size shoe is your son? And I'm like, oh, love bombing, dude. He's, why is this guy buying? It's a nice gesture. Yes, it is. But there's always like factors that go together with these people, the love bombing. And I'm going to try, I don't want to judge anyone or put anyone in any categories, but usually the love bombing narcissism stuff goes with like someone that's an ex addict. And this guy winded up telling me on the first date how he used to be an addict. He still technically was living in a sober living, even though he's about to get out. I was like, oh, God. And he has, like, a criminal history. I was like, yeah, no, this is bad. Like, this is, I mean, he seems like he's changed his life, but I know this type. I know life ruiners. I know narcissists. And that stuff usually just goes hand in hand. So he asked me about the shoes. He bought my son's shoes. Second date, okay, same thing. Picks me up, takes me to a nice restaurant. I mean, I liked the wine at dinner and the dude bought the a bottle to go for me. $40 bottle. I'm like, okay, like, cool. Like, this is nice. But I'm like, I still felt weird because also on the day, he's asking me if I'm seeing other people. Okay, you don't ask them that on the second date. You don't. I'm sorry. And just ultimate. And then I ran into an old friend. Like, I haven't seen it since like high school. And it was like a male that was with his girlfriend. And this guy got like pissy pants that I stopped to talk to him. Like I could tell he was annoyed. And that was such a turnoff. I was like, you are a psycho. He just had all the red flags of someone that is narcissist vibes. I'm sorry. Red flaggy. And I don't know. I, I, he was, we both seemed to be losing interest after, but then he winded up going off on me for not texting enough. 
and I just couldn't deal. Like, he's crazy. Like, see, crazy exists on all on both sides, you guys. Guys can be like that. He's so hot, but I just, no. But anyways, I noticed the red flags are up front, right? And I let it go instead of trying because there was chemistry. Oh, there was chemistry. There was so much physical chemistry. When we kissed, it was so good. He's so hot. Smell good. You guys, the chemistry was there. What was the compatibility there? I don't think so. And the red flag, the love bombing, like, it's so messed up that we live in a world where now, like, if someone courts us in the beginning and is, like, really nice and does things for us, we have to think it's love bombing instead of being able to just think, oh, this guy is just really interested and wants to sweep me off my feet. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. But anyways, guys, I just wanted to talk about compatibility and how important it is when you're dating because especially if you're a single parent, like seriously, I know the struggle. It's so hard to date and it's so hard to date, especially if you're a full-time single parent like me and you get such select free time and it's like juggling who you give that time to is so stressful but don't make the mistake I've been making and give all your free time to someone you know you have no compatibility with like even if you are like I'm just having fun right now I don't want to cut them out of my life but I know there's no future then don't give all your free time to them don't because it's a waste of your free time you're gonna get invested if you're only seeing them you're gonna start having more feels you it's just it's a recipe for disaster and don't date younger. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. There's some younger people are are probably good, but I don't know. I feel like people in the early 20s are just like not, they don't even know who they are yet. I don't even know who I am yet, and I'm about to be 30. Like, it's just, no. So I'm, I'm going older from here on out, never going younger again. And what's really weird with dating someone younger is like they don't even know, like, Things you grew up knowing. I used to, like, have older people give me shit. Like, oh, you're so young. You don't know this. But then I started, like, dating a younger person. I'm like, he doesn't know Blink-182? Like, I'm sorry, what? We don't know Hey Arnold. <laughs> what? Like, all these things I would reference. Movie quotes. He's like, doesn't know it. And I'm like, oh, my God. You don't know it. You don't know who that is. You're too young. He's too young for you, girl. She's too young for you, dude. If they don't remember, um, I don't know. I'm not going to go off on this tangent about. She's too young for you. He's too young for you. But, yeah. If they started watching DVDs and never watched VHSs, they're too young for you. (laughs) I bet he doesn't know what a VHS is. I can't. No, I'm not down. Okay. So, I think that's all I'm going to say in this episode. Um, I just want to let you guys know I'm alive and I'm doing better. Um, Hopefully we'll be recording more regularly. I've still been hearing from you guys even though I haven't been recording because people find the old episodes and that's been cool. I always love getting your messages and connecting with you guys. So write to me if you have like anything you want to talk about or a suggestion for the show or anything. And yeah, I hope I'll be recording more regularly and getting back on this. All right, you guys.
I love you very much. I hope you're taking care of yourselves. I hope you're being easy on yourselves and don't beat yourself up when you slip up. Just get back on the motherfucking horse, okay? The motherfucking healing horse. All right, bye.